My name's Will Hines. Nina Story. Hi, it's Landon Kirksey. Hi, it's... I, I want to do mine again. Do it again. Hey, Jay Suko. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, right? Jamming on the one. Yeah, I met Will in Denmark. Oh, wow. Yeah, At last the month. Improv Festival last month. Oh. We were roomies. Yeah. We got put in an Airbnb, to get, which was great. That's Worked great. out great. Um, I was thinking about that. That's kind of crazy. Like, that could have been bad if we didn't, like, Horrible. get along. That could have been, like, sort Horrible. of an annoying situation. Right? But it was great. We, like, it was a really fun festival. We were given bicycles, so we biked to our <laughs> from our Airbnb to where we taught improv every day. Oh, man. Oh, you yeah. were and uh, and Copenhagen's really beautiful, so it's a f- an easy, beautiful ride. I guess it was a little bumps in getting stuff set up, but we got it set up, and then it was great. Yeah, it was fa- fairly painless. I yeah. mean, for yeah, festivals, yeah. it was fairly well right, organized, yeah. and everyone was really nice. And yeah, students were really great. It was the days were they were long. Like oh, we were we taught, tired at the end. Yeah, we taught like ten to four, and then performed at night. And then would stick around for the jam after that. Wow. But it yeah. was, I mean. It was really fun, but we were spent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I crashed every day after class before the oh. shows like an old man had to take like, I mean, like I had to. Like I, w- yeah. I just would have collapsed in the street. Right. But, but between jet lag and like sure. just a long day or whatever. I mean, those naps, I remember them maybe the most fondly of the trip because <laughs> I think I've never slept so real <laughs> after teaching a bunch of four. Danish kids from 10 to 4, being like, what am I talking about? And then going back to the Airbnb and just falling asleep like a cat. <laughs> yeah, we would after, like right after the class, we'd meet up and Will and I, we would always so go back like, together. Yeah. I, I, every day I'd be like, oh, maybe this is the day I'll like stay out in the evening and kind of walk around the neighborhood and go. And I'd finish class, and be like, not today, nope, <laughs> not today. And <laughs> most days that was true. A couple, not not, but um, it was, it was fun. We stay for the jam, uh, jam. You know, improv jams—they're the nerdiest thing possible. If improv yeah. is this nerdy, then an improv jam is like this nerdy. <laughs> but I kind of loved it. It was more endearing and sweet, and people were really vulnerable. And yeah. stu- you could see some people were genuinely petrified, and you know, and then they would do it and not be so scared. And, and the vets didn't give a shit. And then there'd always be a couple super aggressive people who were insane. <laughs> what is what is an improv jam? Oh, that's like where there's it's an open. It's not a class or a show. It's just sort of like all right, ten people up. Give you who don't even know. Just whoever's here, ten people up. Give them a suggestion. You go for whatever. All right, ten more people up. So it'd be a mixture of like teachers and totally new people, complete weirdos and nice. It's a free for all. The improv tends to be sort of bad. <laughs> well, and, and drunk and drunk, right? It's also late, and there used to, there's a good th- uh, swatch of drunk yeah. people at it. That's a huge influence. Yeah. It only takes one drunk idiot to ruin a ten person sure. set. <laughs> it's but, starts- but part of a jam is sort of dealing. It's like street yeah. ball. It's kind of like you got to throw your elbows around a little bit. Part yeah, is learning right. how to play like that is part of it. It's- I mean, hopefully the senior people are mitigating the most egregious of offenses. But and not leading them. And not making it worse. <laughs> Although in one set, I did make it worse. No, it was. It starts off, this was really good. Most 95% of improv jams are, all right, um, 
let's get a couple people up and then 10 people go and there's seven person scenes and yeah. you don't establish anything. This started like, oh, everyone was pretty cool for the first like hour. Oh, that's hour. right. You're right. I do remember Be like, that okay, now. two people. And yeah. then and after, then maybe as more drinks were had or people yeah. got more comfortable, shit got crazy. Yeah. And there got a lot of people up there. And, and I, as the week went on and I got more tired, I got, I know at one point, some point I tagged out somebody who's in a scene with me. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> And called somebody from the back line. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody tagged me out, and I was like, no. Which <laughs> is just straight-up denial, like absolutely bad behavior. Uh, as the senior person on stage, I was like, no, I'm not leaving. I was like, you tagging me out? No. Which is, I probably – I'm sure no. I created a horrible habit in at least 10 people at that moment. No, he but. literally – He's not joking. He's not like it. Kind of was no. He went. No, you're taking me out. Like yeah. at one point, and that was yeah. the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I say there's no rules in the gym. It's the wild west. That's right. It's the wild west. <laughs> yeah. Well, Landon, you've been to jams. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Jams are. I've never liked jams. No. Yeah. They're. They're not great. <laughs> not a fan at all. When I was when I first moved to Chicago, uh, that was you know that's like one of the easiest. Uh, was the lowest barrier of entry to any kind of right, show. Right. Right, right. For a lot of people, it's like, it's some of their first time on stage. And, totally. Yeah. And so I remember my first jam ever it was at IO. IO and uh, they had this, uh, they had these, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, on the, the main stage there, right directly stage right was there, there was like this little cubby, with yeah. like a couch. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remember sitting on that couch and watching this improv jam and just thinking like, I'm... I'm never going to get on stage and do yeah. this because there's 15 people and they're all fighting yeah. to be like center yeah. stage. And right, it's like, right. oh, that's, that's it doesn't not, look fun. Yeah. It's not appealing no. at all. You know, yeah. no. you know, it's funny. I feel that way about like music jams. Like any time, like, Hey, come be a part of the jam. I, I get that feeling too. Like they're, there is an element of like, Oh my God, it's just going to be a big train wreck. But, um, but I would imagine too, because you guys are so experienced, you're like, it's just over it. Well, I mean, I always feel like, I don't know, I've, I've always felt like this is not for me. And I don't mean that in a way of like, uh, oh, I'm too good for this. Like, I just mean like, it's I want your style. I would rather, I want to have a relationship with somebody on stage. And, and so whenever, you know, whenever I was younger, it was more about, I, I really want to, really want to trust the people I'm playing with and, and all that stuff. And now it's totally less than that because now I feel like you can establish a relationship with somebody on stage in fairly short order. Uh, but yeah, I've always felt like, oh, this is this, like, they need, they need this attention right now. <laughs> you know, like, I don't feel like I need the attention. <laughs> and it's definitely, I mean, it is a different beast. It really yeah. is. And like, I think there are some people that, Landon, like you, that will go, I, I couldn't do that for whatever reason. I think there are some that are like, we are going every yeah. single night there's a jam. Yep. We are going to show up there. And some people feed off the chaos. Totally. They, they really like it. Completely. And it always turns into like, no matter what you say, it always turns into like a f these five, six-person scenes. And everybody's fighting and fighting and fighting. So right. I think in a way it is like, okay, you're doing reps in a way, you're doing reps, but in other ways, like, is it reinforcing those bad habits? Right. And getting away from... The good people take good stuff away from it. Yeah. I don't know. There's some people who just take the good, the right lesson from anything. I mean, part of it is like, all right, so you got to yes and it. Somebody walked in who just shouldn't have, you have yeah. to deal. <laughs> That's not a bad exercise to have from that end. 
that's what we should do as a jam exercise where it's like, all right, it's going to start off. You're going to think it's a two person scene. Yeah. But everybody, <laughs> everybody's going to pile in. What? Yeah. Pile in unnecessarily. Pile in. You're going to change it. You're going to get some folks in there real quick. You oh. could like simulate a jam if you had cards assigning roles. Like you have to be scared. You have to walk onto every scene. You have to play like you're drunk. You have to oh, play yeah. like you're scared or whatever. You have to try so hard to obey every rule you can. I do that for, I, I have a teacher train the teacher workshop and I give people those cards where it's like the teacher doesn't know. Oh, yeah, so you have to do like, with different types of students. Yeah, so it's like you're going to walk into this place blind. And sometimes yeah, yeah. it's like they walk in and, all right, Landon, you're the person that won't take notes. All right. Uh, Nina, you have a breakdown during class. (laughs) And these are all from experiences I've had personally of like, so how do you learn how to deal with somebody who has a breakdown during class right then? Oh, okay. And then I might be like, all right, Will, you're the guy that has taken classes everywhere else. And wants everyone to know it. Wants everyone to know it. (laughs) That that is me. I like that. But then, then there are times where I'm like, the teacher leaves and I go, okay. You all think the teacher's great, uh-huh. and that's it. And then they walk back in, so they don't know exactly what they're walking into. Yeah, and they're kind of waiting for things to go wrong, right? But then what happens when it doesn't? And it's a it's people get into that role playing so much where they're like, "All right, I get to be this person," and I don't know what it is. It, it's not like yeah, it it could be like, okay, Landon, you're going to be in love with the teacher. So you, the whole time you're going to do that. <laughs> Nina, you're going to always just recap what everyone says. <laughs> and you're going to say that. And, Will, you're going to try to be funny all the time and promote your shows. Great. These are things I do. Are you, <laughs> it's gonna, when are you, you going to give me a role? No, I, I keep going. You see, I keep going to Will, and I keep saying the things that Will yeah. actually is. When are you going to give me something to – all right, I mean, I'll just be myself if that's what you're telling me. <laughs> all right, so, Landon, you're going to be somebody that you like to talk a lot in scenes, all right? <laughs> Nina, you're not going to want to leave the scene at all, okay? Will, you're going to be a character that uh-huh. spent about uh, 13 years in New York okay. and uh, honed their craft uh, there. Seems specific, all right. And moved to L.A. All and right. really focuses on – I mean, doesn't necessarily like doing it, but does like a lot lot of game of scene stuff okay, okay? i guess all right I, we've so. talked about, okay i mean that's a real conversation we had but I, <laughs> uh so nina how did you how did you first take a class in improv like what made you decide to take a class and what has it done for you um, and don't be well, shy with that microphone. I right know. There. Well, that's, that's, I, 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 I could like just put on my lap. I'm feeling. Like, it's it's um, all right. Okay, is that okay? Yeah, she's no, a musician. It turned off. Oh, oopsie. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's it's not off. It's just it's got a weird thing. Right. Talking to the light. I have a terrible temptation to put this the the red foam cover on my nose. <laughs> it's just so tempting. Do it. Like this is. Or just do it. It's comedy, right? <laughs> um, I think that. I've always um, loved the the medium, and I um, I don't want to have my back. That's all right. You can do it. Um, Here I'll move. <laughs> but I I think that I actually saw um, uh, Chad Damiani, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I I saw some stuff that that he was doing with Catsby, and it was incredible. It was just so inspiring, and to see uh, I went a few times and just saw what was happening and it was just so magical and um it kind of reignited that like oh, i think i'd really love to do that oh that seems super duper terrifying and so i just kind of smushed it in the back of my head and um uh flash forward like six months later i was going through uh, a, a really a pretty upsetting breakup 
and found myself in bed eating like an entire sheet cake. And a friend huh. texted me and was like, hey, buddy, do you want to maybe leave the house and I'll, I'll treat you to this, this improv group. It's really good people and it should be fun. And I've always wanted to do it. And uh, if you want, and I was like, cake improv uh, you know what <laughs> i think it was definitely one of like my my lowest lows i was like i'm gonna do it so i like put on my stretchiest pants and i left the house <laughs> and um i went to um uh james's uh, you know the, it was in this apartment uh, okay. this condo. it was called the love shack yeah <laughs> i'm not kidding it was this guy's <laughs> all right apartment uh-huh. okay and they had these like uh, motivational sayings on the wall and like james and jamie <laughs> yeah. they're very welcoming so warm lovely. people so lovely and they're like we're gonna teach classes out of our living room yeah Great. Like, yeah and he's an actor he's he's done quite a bit of stuff and um i uh, you know, at first I was like, "Oh my God, I loved you in that show," and but I did. That was all in my head. I said all that, but um, and it was like fifteen or so people, and um, it was. I think it was probably a little bit of an advanced course, and um, I, I mean, I was really terrified. Um, sure, yeah. But um, but I loved it, and mm. um, it got a little bit harder as the class went on, and so I started to feel a little bit more like this. I can't do this. I'm terrible at this, and I. Yeah. But I hung in there, and um, and then we had a performance at the end of it, and okay. uh, that was um, I was that was also extremely terrifying. But the performance felt good, and I was excited about it. And it was funny because Pete Capella, who taught at the end, he was so sweet, and he was like, "I was really nervous for you, but you did great." <laughs> <laughs> Always good to hear. Good to hear. I was like, thank yeah. you. I thought Thanks, that. Pete. So, no, I mean, he was wonderful. But uh, but anyway, so then I was hooked. And then, yeah. um, you know, then Jay taught. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is my guy. And then I've been stalking him ever since, really. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's the story. Did that answer the question? I don't yeah, know. I think it did. Yeah, so. yeah. As soon as I said, oh, wait, one caveat, just disclaimer. I got a concussion last weekend, so oh. I'm still recovering from that. So my focus is, if, if I like, I got a concussion last weekend, so if right. I repeat myself, just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, again, I'm a little, still a little spacey. Anything happened last weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I can't remember. No. Oh, <laughs> no, it's always interesting of why people decide to take an improv class yeah. yeah and i you know i gotta be honest you chose improv over sheet cake <laughs> i don't know <laughs> made the wrong call my, well, my it advice. was i was two-thirds of the way in so yeah, to be quit. fair i was i had chosen the cake for most of the okay, time good. Yeah. but i will say that i've like it's been such a life education it's been yeah. so invigorating to my my existence on the planet that i um I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about it. So when I hear that you like, te- when when I heard that you taught, um, you teach improv in other places besides people who aspire to do more yeah. improv, but uh-huh. like in the workplace, and mm-hmm. I mean that makes perfect sense to me because I would come home. I mean, it was, it's been such a gift too because I've been helping to take care of my mom who's had a lot of medical problems, and I would, you know, oh my god, like heavy, heavy stuff, right? And yeah. just have this super heavy week and go to class and just feel like the the weight had been lifted, and I'd come home and be like, oh my god, it's like therapy. I mean, right? For sure, it for sure. Is, it oh, is yeah. life therapy. It's the cheapest. Yeah. Totally. So there, there are so many. I think everyone should do it. I think that as children, we probably live in that world normally, and then we, you know, we get conditioned out of it. But it is, it's, I think everyone should do it. It should be as important as brushing your teeth. I mean, I feel that's.
strongly about. Well, yeah, I think I think the lessons for me in improv have equated so much to um, to life and to be able to use that to make you a better person. And I think there are a lot of people in improv as well that have gone through periods in their life where where it was not the healthiest time of their <laughs> lives. And then eventually there are some of us that went, yeah, I don't need to do that unhealthy stuff anymore. <laughs> like I've kind of done my time with that. Sure. And then once that has kind of run its course, you look back on improv and what it's been used for and how it's helped you. Like, And I believe, like I teach everyone not thinking, well, they're going to eventually be on this TV show. Like I, that doesn't even factor into it. To me, it's like, a, I think everybody wants to do improv as much as I do. Like that's how I go into <laughs> classes. I'm like, everybody's going to yeah. want to have the same experience. Right. They love it as much as you. It's going to be it. as big a part of their life as it is of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's going to be a part. And then everyone's equal. Like yeah. I don't even like knowing what people do when they come into class. Sure. I don't want to have any of that influence anything that we're trying to work you also on. don't like emotional attachment of any kind you're trying I, to keep it as cold and sterile as possible i'm you don't want to get now. vulnerable no i'm very uncomfortable right now i don't know i mean it's a thing it's what i protect myself with yeah my distance when i met you you gave me a paper bag and you said put this on your head yeah. i don't want to know anything I, about you i don't want to i don't never want to see your eyes yeah and thank you for wearing it still i i when you when you texted me i was like he's gonna want me to have this on I mean, that's a good look for you. I guess. No. I mean, it's, it's so most people friendly. find it alienating. But <laughs> no. That's I, if it I makes live. you feel comfortable, I'm glad. Thank at you. At some point, I'd like to tell you my name and something about me, but yeah. when, when you're ready, when it's, you're ready. At some yeah. point, I'd like a pony, so we could play this like game okay, for I guess a long time. I see what you're saying. <laughs> when you said, Nina, when you said you felt it was complicated that first round, uh huh. what made you, what do you mean when you felt that it was getting Yeah, it was like fun? over your head or something? It was a more advanced group? I... Well, I didn't have any tools at that like at that point. So it was your first ever class. It was first ever, and I'm yeah. a, I'm a performer, but it's a different you know in, in a different way. You know, I'm a you mentioned musician. music earlier. I'm a yeah. singer. Yeah. Okay. So and and you know, I mean, when I'm on stage, I I've, I'm used to being in a space where anything is possible. So mm. that was the good thing that I felt like I could bring to the table, right? And you know, in my daily life, I have all the insecurities of the next person, but you know, on stage, it's like. At some point, I made an agreement with myself that, I mean, I think it came very, very early from a teacher for parents. It was someone said early on, hey, you're good at that. And it was like, okay, so no matter what, I just was like, okay, I'm going to have fun and be fearless and, mm. and it, you know, anything is possible. Um, but this was a, a new set of rules um, when <laughs> it came to the, to the improv and also, you know, interacting with other people. And, um, and so I think... At that point, some of the exercises I, you know, was, I was a, a little bit confounded with, or just right. still trying to learn the medium. So, which I still know nothing. I mean, I am. I taught a level four really class bad. at UCB once, and the second session, halfway through, a guy raised his hand. He goes, "Is this? I'm so sorry. Is this level one?" And I was like, "No, it's level four. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I was, I'm supposed to be in a level one." I was like, "What?" <laughs> Did I not call your name in attendance last week? He's like, no, I just, I, th I thought maybe I missed it. I didn't want to say anything. I was like, how do you know what's going on? And how did I not notice? How oblivious of a teacher am I that there was someone who never taken improv before in my level four class and I thought he was doing fine. Yeah. What if he was really good? Yeah. Right. What if he was just, just like really, really good? Right. Yeah. And that man, Dave Pasquese. That's right. That's who he was. But and you I was sent like, him back. And I said, you're going back to level one, Pasquese. <laughs> yep. 
Learn your fundamentals. Walk the halls. Have Walk some patience, halls. for God's sake. Could you listen, please? Could you not listen. joke around? This is an art form. I guess you don't get that. Oh, that whole art thing. Oh, I could get a, on a run of that stuff. Your art. People love an improv creating art, which is fine. But like we forget it's the audience. I don't like it when it's an excuse to not be good. Right. Right. Oh, I'm allowed to be obtuse and inaccessible. It's an art. Right. I'm allowed to be bad or not work at it. I'm exploring something. It's like, no, you're not. We're just showing up. It's like, no, we we. there's so much more that goes in, into it than just like, we're just going to show up. Yeah. There's a responsibility there that you have if you're, you know, you're in front of, like you said, it's an audience. It's an audience thing. Like, yeah, you're creating a piece, you know, you're connecting with each other to make something that you couldn't make on your own. That inherently makes it more than just. Oh, we're just messing around up here, right? You know, and I get, I get, uh, I do get slightly offended when people go, "Oh, we're just doing make 'em ups." Like they, it like gives them a license to be bad what or is mediocre. That? What is make 'em up? When people like when improvisers say, "Oh, we're going to perform," a lot of times they might just say, "Oh, we're going to go do some make 'em ups," like kind of tongue in cheek, mm. and it's to like, undermine what you're doing to undermine so. what you're doing. Yeah, to downplay the to downplay it. To downplay it. We're really it's both sides. We don't like it if people get too pretentious about it or if they get too tossed off about it cuz people can use either method as a way of being like I'm not responsible. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Sure. And I mean that's, that's the, the part that's we the, don't like. That's the safe thing to do, right? Like yeah. that's the thing to say like, yeah, I'm not responsible for this because if it's bad, then I don't really, you know, I barely, I don't know. I, wasn't I was there. I was just I was just trying, man. Yeah. You know like so I think that there is that sort of responsibility. The other thing, and, you know, it's almost like whenever you know I started in stand-up, and the thing about a stand-up that you know is that it, when you tell anybody that you're a stand-up or a comedian or whatever, the ho- response is like, "Oh, tell me a joke." Right. Uh, and Speaking I think of which, tell us a joke, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think similarly He's with funny guy. yeah, right. I think similarly with improvisation, there's that conception that we make stuff up. And what I've, you know, kind of settled into is the fact that, like, I, I want to – that's the thing that I really want to communicate to students to when we teach those corporate workshops or whatever. Yeah. We're not really – I don't feel like I make anything up. I'm not making stuff up. I'm simply reacting right. on on yeah. whatever information that I'm being given. And then through the process of us both reacting, we're creating something. But I don't think anybody is making anything up. So wait, you did stand-up first, and then you got into improv. Do you still do stand-up? Not really, no. So, like, can you talk about that transformation? Sure. I feel like stand-ups and improvisers, not always, lots of exceptions to this, but they very often come from very different mentalities. For sure. People who were probably really good friends in junior high school as fellow comedy nerds, then when they become adults and become either stand-ups or improvisers are suddenly weirdly at war. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, 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 lots of exceptions to that. I, I never felt, I never understood the, the schism uh, between stand-ups and improvisers. I, I started stand-up in earnest in Chicago and yeah. you know, where I started doing improv. I basically started them both at the same time. And I had, you know, small amounts of success in both things. Uh-huh. And I felt like I was, entrenched in in both of those cultures i think that the stand-up scene in chicago at the time was a very rich and fertile creative scene that was unlike when are we talking this is like 2002 okay uh so and it was unlike i think maybe what you might expect a stand-up scene to be anywhere else Uh uh-huh um that's sort of what spawned pete holmes and camille nanjiani and hannibal burris they were all there at that time right those very soon about oh yeah those were all i those were all my 
peers, yeah. quote, quote, peers at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that the schism there was essentially because there wasn't really a venue in Chicago for stand-up comedy. Like, you had Zanies downtown or in Old Town, uh, but it was an old comedy club model that was yeah. not allowing a lot of those local performers to really have a chance to sign, shine. So, like, those shows went to other places. They went to the Lincoln Lodge. They went to the Lion's Den, which was basically the big open <laughs> mic, uh, which was just this incredible, crazy free-for-all. And when you have comics like Brady Novak and Nick Vetterot up there doing some yeah. insane thing, it's not really like a stand-up show. Yeah. It's more open it, it becomes than you might think. different. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, guys like Robert Buscemi and TJ Miller and... Uh, they were just doing yeah. really creative, cool work. And I didn't really find that that was a whole lot different than what anybody was doing at Second City. And also, by the way, you know, there were plenty, like TJ, for example, Miller, was doing both. You know, he was... Yeah. And Nick. Like, yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick, totally. So I didn't... I think I was in an, an anomalous group of that Yeah, thing. Chicago might be the place where those camps are the have the most overlap. Yeah, for it, sure. Improv is at a high enough, high enough level... Now there was long enough and rarefied. There was, there was still divide for sure. Like yeah. there was absolutely still divide. In New York, in my experience, the divide is big. Oh yeah, it's pronounced in New York. It's maybe less here in L.A. because maybe everyone has got their eye on trying to get work in TV and movies, so nobody's even paying enough attention to each other to have a war. <laughs> I think that's right. But in New York, like I, I dabbled in stand up, so I'm speaking, and I'm and I was hardcore improv for a long time, so I'm. I'm not fully informed, but even with that little little experience, I was like, the stand-ups just hate. They hate improv, and they hate the UCB. That's my theater where I studied. And, uh, and I'm like, why? I mean, like, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but it's more the intensity that's, that's baffling me. Right. I, I think there's a couple reasons. One is stand-up is such an isolated lonely life it's very singular I mean, it's, it's very singular you know, right it's in right information being presented you know worked on right crafted <laughs> improv is very <laughs> ensemble and stand-ups spend a lot of good stand-ups and uh, they spent a lot of time crafting their words and putting it up and yeah. testing material they look at improvisers as you don't even have to memorize lines <laughs> you just get up there and you just wing it yeah and that's that's there is a crossover now for sure. And I think, I mean, you're dead on of like New York is definitely, there's still that big divide. I think I, so. I think in Chicago, it's the standups are using improv in their acts a lot more to expand it to what before when you had the zanies, it's like, well, we got the funny firm and we got zanies and the haha room or whatever those were. And it was like, those were specific, these kind right. of stand up places. That's where standups go. Then in the 90s and 2000s, it changed to where they're like, we'll go to the Lincoln Lodge, that yeah. place where people eat pancakes. Right. <laughs> yeah. At that little back room that's got a little TV, we're going to put a stage there. And then all of a sudden, people started going there because that's where the talent was. But yeah. I think for a long time, it was stand up. And I'm sure the same thing with being a singer, like, and not in a band, but like just a singer, the singularity of that and being by yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I mean, I think that's, I've had this conversation with musicians before, like when I've been on tour and I, you know, I hired musicians for whatever the, the the gig is. Sometimes it'll be a duo or a full band or if it's a big tour or if I'm on the road. So it just depends on, you know, whatever the situation. But I remember having a conversation with a bassist friend of mine once, and he was saying that all musicians really secretly want to, you know, 
have whatever that, and this is his opinion, but you know, as, as a solo artist, you're always wanting to have a connection of being in a band and have that camaraderie and, Mm -hmm. Oh, we're all going to share a bed at the motel six. And you know, it's going to be great. (laughs) Wow. The motel six. That's a step up for improvisers. (laughs) Yeah. Luxurious. And I think that, you know, musicians are like, ah, the head person's a, you know, we're just the hired guns and you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. So I think we're always longing for, for that other thing anyway but yeah as a singer certainly i'm always wanting to have a connection with the people who i'm creating with musically and so mm-hmm. i think that's also too why i love improv so much because it's like we're a band you yeah. know right. i was gonna ask about the connections between music and improvisation in your experience so yeah. far well i also in my in my music i love to improvise mm-hmm. as a as a singer um and singing is really my my first instrument and you know i mean i i play piano and guitar poorly but you know just to to whatever um but i well now that you said it we have to believe that <laughs> you do it's okay i'm i'm okay with that i mean i need to work on my chops but i but i fake it really well and i tend to you know like slit him on the piano and I'm just rah, it's like crazy so people are like oh she's so good at it and meanwhile it's just total like dissonance but I it's the conviction right but um I think in terms of your question is like um wait what was your question again I, just, I swear to god I this just, is the hit in the head I was just curious about the connections that you might yeah. feel or see you mentioned the teamwork aspect right. of it of, of like being in a band oh yeah and I mean I think that when you do have that that element of uh, when when musical things are happening and you're playing off of of what other people are doing. I mean, I always try to surround myself with musicians who are better than me because it, I have to rise to the occasion, right? So um, I, I'm considered like a kind of like soul pop singer, but I really love musically improvising. And so being able to riff like that with other musicians who you you trust, like you know that they have an inherent level of listening and understanding and that we're all there to kind of serve each other. Very similar, I think, in, in you know, to, to improv that. Um, that's when really magical things happen. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're watching a band on stage and you see a musician like laugh, it's because somebody did something really awesome just then. And they're like, huh, that was great. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what's happening. Anytime you see a musician, it, you know, it's rarely from somebody screwing up. It's like, oh yeah, that was, that was great. You know? <laughs> right. Um, and so I think, I think that that's where the crossover happens, you know, mm. and that's, that's what's happening is we're, we're sharing ideas and we're capturing, oh my God. Yeah. You know, so it's that same kind of thing yeah. just with a different verbiage. Mm-hmm. What, um, what are some things you feel like you're struggling now in improv? Well, um, that I really want to learn Well, there was. I, I did accidentally sign up for that thing that you had sent the email for. I thought it was just like another like, hey, I'm teaching this extra class at the end of class. And I've, I'm just like, I have a voracious appetite for, for learning right so now. If so if I could say what it is. So it was a, a <laughs> improv audition tune-up workshop. So like, oh, we're having this audition for, at the time, Second City was having a long-form ensemble audition. And, and Westside Comedy was having their house team audition. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, come out. I'll take you through like just some audition things I've been a part of, and we'll work on like basically scene work and this and that, and do a whole piece and and this. So Nina's like, I'll I'll go. I thought it was for like helping if you're auditioning for commercials. I'm like, yeah, I want to work on my audition <laughs> sure. yeah. skills. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Oh, so man. then, yeah. So then it's like, okay, um, let's have a couple people. We're going to do a deconstruction. Uh, you're saying, no, we didn't do a deconstruction, but it was like more overall pieces. And, yeah. Uh, and I thought you, it's funny because you were like, oh man, I was in over my head. And I was, and I said, you're not that far off from people who go to those things. Oh, you are well, not that far removed from the people that show up at those. And that's you nice could, you to say, it's, but. well, it's true. And you could tell the people that were in the class, some of, some of them were like, I have to get this audition. And so they go into it and it's like, they technically might be dead on. Mm-hmm. It's like, you technically know how this works, but you're, you've lost the joy of it in the play. And you're going to have to play with all sorts of people at the audition. It's not going to be like, we're all, all right, we're right. all great. You know, it's like a jam. There's going to be yep. somebody sucky in there with them pointing thumb at me. She's pointing it at me. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, that's, that's one of those things about improv auditions that is, you know, that's the total crapshoot of the thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember my, my, it was my second conservatory audition. You know, you, you audition once and then you do, this was, you know, back, back then in Chicago. Yeah, the second city. Uh, you audition once, you make it in, and then you do like a level and then another level or something. You do like two levels. You do like two levels and then, and then, they, and then they have you audition again. Because they narrow it down at right, that point. Right. So this was our second audition. And uh, I'll never forget that the, you know, the way that they did the audition was they line you all up and then they would take you down three at a time. You just do three person scenes. But, and then at the end, you do this montage or freeze or whatever they were having you do. And it was myself. This other guy who was a great performer, great actor, and then this, you know, older lady who is your older lady in classes, right? Like mm-hmm. she, she is a, she is, she would be a card that Jay would give somebody uh, yeah. in a teaching workshop, right? Yeah. And, and so our, and so, you know, our job in that scene is to just, just make it, you know, just make it so that she's not crazy. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Just make yeah. it so that she's not crazy. And I think we did a really, really great job of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we she did not appear crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we did a great scene with her. And then I made it in, and she made it in, and the other guy did not. Wow. Yeah. And no. that was and that soured him on the entire experience of everything. I mean, I don't think he ever came back to Second City. Wow. And that's something that, like, uh, maybe it's become a mission of mine is to do this, like, improv therapy for people where it's like, don't let that one right. experience yes. you have right. sour you from what the magic of improv is. Right. Right. And that's such a great life lesson too, by the way. Right? It's like, and we, we don't even, we don't even necessarily know it when we're going through it. And we're in a, now we're in an environment where everything's so quick and you get such instant gratification that when people come up against a little bit of a struggle or they're like, Oh man, I didn't get into there. Screw that. I'm going to stop doing it completely. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe don't conflate improv with a theater. Like maybe second city is not for you. Like it's a huge place. The demand on it's insane. There's you, I, I'm from the upright citizens brigade theater and we are, have also grown so much in the last like 15 years that just dealing with a number of people is like crazy and very quickly, uh, super fast. Yeah. So like the solutions that worked in 2002 yeah. didn't work in 2008. And then those didn't work in 2015 or yeah, whatever. Right. And so, and it's all being run by improvisers who are to some degree idiots. <laughs> and so like, think about it. That's who's in charge of your business. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, an improviser who, who they can't even get rehearsal together. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the the audition process makes mistakes all the time. Right. If, if what it sounds like what you're saying to us is a mistake, like the wrong this better person was let go in favor of a really not good person, I not would, even close in this example yeah. you're giving us. But 
I think it kind of happens a lot. Uh, I know it does. And, and, and there's like, I don't know if there's a way. I mean, yes, the pressure should be on the people running the auditions to minimize that. You want to pick the best people. You, everyone's got to pressure themselves to do better. But to some degree, when it's that big of a place, that many people coming through, there's just going to be mistakes. Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's oh, not cool. I was going to say, it's like, you shouldn't give up on improv. Maybe you just need to go to a smaller place where word of mouth and eyes on the people can correct stuff. Right. Maybe that's where you need to be. Yeah. That doesn't mean improv's bad. Or yeah. the style. It's like, yeah, I, I'm definitely a certain style of improviser. I think a lot of people have that style. So it's not it's not that your improv isn't good. It's just it's the style isn't good. Oh, yeah, working. for sure. Like, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say that, I mean, listen, in this field, like auditioning at the end of the day, maybe there was something that woman brought to the table, as weird yeah. as it was or as terrible as she was, that appealed to whoever was watching it, you know, and and yeah. in that respect, she, you know, maybe her process down the road, she got better, she got worse, or whatever. But in that moment, she fed, she inspired somebody who was was a judge or what do you it's call pretty them? Brave auditor, to be, auditor, auditor, but judge. Yeah, I mean, judge. Pretty brave to be the older lady and come into a class where there's everyone looking at you like you're the older lady and they're really suspicious of you and they think you're going to be bad and you show up anyway. And yeah. Sure. You keep doing it. So it could. I could easily see how that could be seen as just. You know what? We need somebody with a backbone like that. Yeah. Sure. That's very true. I um, think that this really particular true. instance, she had. Uh, I think this was her. You know, maybe fourth or fifth time to uh, mm. to knock up against this door, and I think it was one of those situations where there's like, ah, good, God damn it, just let her through. Oh, uh, it was like a Susan uh, Lucci. But thing. like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's time. But but, but what it, what is a shame? What is a shame about that is that the other player who was again, like I said, a, a good performer and a good actor. Yeah. Um, it, it is a shame that that he got knocked off on account of that. Right now. I, I agree. Like, don't conflate that with the remainder of, you know, what you do uh, yeah. as 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 an artist, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a, a shame. If but that doesn't have anything to do with Second City. That has everything to do with that performer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could just be it's not for them, and this is how they found out. Right. Sure. Yeah, and it's and I don't mean to contradict what you're saying. It sounds like the wrong decision got made, for sure. Like, this person wasn't recognized for their ability. That's a drag. But it happens it to happens. everybody. And yep. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to put up with it. You're, he's allowed to do exactly what he did. But exactly. I'm just saying uh, you're missing out. Maybe yeah. like if you might, maybe there's another place you can go where you would find yourself. For me, when I when I found improv at UCB, like it was a big like I was telling Jay about it when we were hanging out in Copenhagen. Like it was a big. I like found myself in this particular community, both in improv and at the UCB theater where it was at that time. And like I was so happy to like find like-minded people in a place where I felt like myself that I didn't even realize I had been looking for it. And I found it was like a really happy thing. And so I forgave it lots of bumps in the road and lots of crazy people and sort of frustrating things. I forgave it lots. And I would want people to have that. They don't have to have it where I did. If people come into UCB now, they're like, no, man, I don't like it. That's I, it honestly doesn't insult me at all. Like go, for, you should find it. You should find it right. wherever that mm-hmm. is. Some some people do still. They come to UCB and it lights them up the way it lit me up. And I I love to see that. But I eh, don't force it. Right. If it's not for you, don't keep writing checks to a place that's not making you happy. Yeah. Like um, don't don't ever do that. That's a toxic relationship. Maybe improv for you is going to be like you just do drop in classes now and then, and it's like just kind of a, a hobby that you sort of like. If that's the way it fits. That's the way it fits. If it's a passion. 
But uh, Second City's not my jam for whatever reason. And I like IO better, you know, or I like UCB better. Or I like right. this uh, whatever place. You know, God bless you. Like, Yeah. But if he if he liked it enough to get that far at Second City, I bet you this guy liked it enough that he should be doing it somewhere. Maybe just acting. Maybe he just needs to be a theater actor. And what's know. what's interesting about this city is that, and I don't think this is true in my experience in Chicago for sure, and I don't know about New York, but I'm going to, I'll hesitantly say that it is true in this area. People in L.A. will go and study with someone for years and years and years like yeah. they will, it won't be the school it'll be like right oh i'm studying like one of the directors of my group or the director of my group this guy jeff machowski like people have been studying with this dude for tens of, you know 15 years with this guy huh. and my friend mary she teaches acting on camera and she has just this this everybody just shows up and they take classes from her all the time so it's not like Oh, I'm taking whatever institution she's with. Right. Because I think in New York or in Chicago, for sure, it's like, I want to be on this team. I want to be on this stage. I want to. So they go through that school. Yeah. It's it's like that in New York. I think it's more like institution. Yeah. You're oriented to institutions, not to people. Here, I think it's it's more about like the teacher. And Nina, maybe you could speak to this as well. Like it's the teacher, (laughs) or it's like the. Like. No, or like. Like it's. It's that you're going. I'm going to spend my time with these people that I really enjoy and they happen to be going every week to this or I'm still getting a lot out of it rather than I'm, I want to get on this end goal. Yeah, I mean, for me, again, I'm so, so new to this whole thing. I mean, I'm such a, I feel still like such a tourist, but um, I love the way you teach, you know, and I feel like I've just scratched the surface of learning from you. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I mean, you've brought in some guest teachers who are wonderful and, um that that's like oh they're great too i'd love to take from that too but um but i've definitely noticed that with some of my friends who are actors i mean they have teachers who they study with for yeah. years and you yeah. know and also too i've heard different things like um kenton who was another student in the class yeah. such a talented also crazy ridiculous singer too and he um prior because i was telling him about the class I'm like, you gotta take him Jay, he's great the class is great and he was ta- telling me about another class that he'd taken where the teacher made him cry and mm. that was just a different you know yeah. Uh, way to teach and I, that's not for me I've heard that a lot actually from Ugh. different actors and how oh, you get to your truth and all this stuff and I cry enough you know right. I mean I mentioned sheet cake earlier right. so I feel like that right. kind of covers it kind of sets yeah. the bar that's yeah I so that for me I'm looking for someone who's going to help be my highest self in, in yeah. a different way so um, that's for me why I'm just like you know and I, there's just so much so see and when I talk to Jay I like it because he makes me cry <laughs> The way Jay and I put the connect. put the bag on, no. dude. Put the bag. It's on. on. It's dude, on. I lifted it, it up I just a little bit. I lifted it up just a little bit. Put it back on. I like when students say, and like meaning not like when they're like, "Give me harsh notes." I really mm-hmm. want to cry. I want you to make me cry. Wow. Like, it's a that's a therapy thing to me. That's yeah. not an like yeah. no. I, I find it very hard to be like tear me apart. Tear, tear, tear me apart. apart, and I'll and I'll grow. It's like yeah. no. Well, I think that they're used to that too. I mean, I used to be a competitive gymnast as a child, and they condition you very early on to enjoy pain and bleeding and and you know wearing leotards. So it's you know <laughs> the, <laughs> maybe maybe the, maybe the highest crime of them all. Yeah. So true. The no pain of bleeding I can take, but. I have to wear I know, this. But a wedgie? And not be able to do anything about it. So I think once people get a taste for like yeah. being told, 
you have to feel a certain way in yeah. order to grow, then they think that that's what needs to happen. Right. And that's, that's, you know, so I, I don't agree with I, that. And I think, like, I to Jay's you. point, maybe those people are looking to get a little bit more out of the process than, than or something different out of the process than, than is offered or than they should expect. Mm-hmm. And I think going back about institutions and all that other stuff, the I, the main appeal for this, in my experience, you know, teaching a, a bunch of students from all different kinds of walks of life, is that the connections that you make with your fellow students, it's the people. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily like the people who really get into this, the people who this really, they it resonates with them and they vibrate at the same level. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it's like some people can kind of drift along for a little while and then they find their group and boom, it yeah. is, it's takeoff time. Yeah. And, and they're hooked on that. And they're hooked on it because they now have this, they're a part of this thing that's bigger than themselves. And they've, they found friends that are more than just friends, right? They create things together and they feel safe and trusted. They get them. And it is like yeah. a, it yeah. is like a band, but yeah. it's sometimes even deeper than that, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Cause it's more personal. It's more vulnerable than that is. Yes. I think sometimes that desire to be like, tear me apart, give me harsh notes. It's some people when they say that they're like, don't hold back. Like if you can see what I need to do to get better, like tell me if you're like holding on to some secret for worry of hurting my feelings, just tell me. And a lot of times what I think I'll think is like, I have, I have no idea what you need. <laughs> right. Yeah. I knew I would tell you. I don't know. We it's talked like, about that in Copenhagen where it's like, like, I'm not sure. Like I, I'm full of shit a lot of the times I and mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying my best to be honest and tell you what helped me, but if you want some secret formula to get better, I mean, do you know mine? Like, yeah. If you see what I should do, let me know. Yeah. I'm also, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not totally fair to say, but I mean, I'm like, you know, and I'll be like, and also, if you want me to be harsh with you, don't introduce that voice into your head. I could list 20 things you're doing wrong and 20 things that I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And that never stops. That yeah. might not be the best uh, chorus to introduce into your own head. There's well, always something you're doing wrong, you know. Maybe, but that's what we I, think about all the time. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. When was the last time you sat down and said, "You know what? Here are things that I do well. Right, I'm really good at the, this thing I'm doing right now. I'm really good at it." Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We hold on to that negativity. It's like, you know, a hundred people come to your show, and ninety nine are like, "Man, that changed how I see the world." Oh my god! That happens at your shows. Every show, hey, every show, hundred people come out, dude. Every show, every, every show. show, and then one person goes, "Meh." Yeah, and that's all you hold on. To. That's yeah. the one I hold on. To. I'm like, because that dude knows I'm a fraud. Yeah, he knows all these other people. They now, don't know what they're talking about. Okay, I'm now immediately going to argue against myself, though. So, like, when students say, "Tell me to think, don't hold back," you know, my first thought is like, "I'm not. I'm not holding anything back." However, there are times where there'll be a student and I'll talk with another teacher who's had that student. I'll be like, you know what that person should do is this. And I'm like, and I'll be like, oh, I, I didn't tell them. <laughs> right. I kind of was thinking something and I didn't think of a way to tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll share it with another teacher whatever. I mean, I'm some, no, nothing like terribly egregious, but just like, oh, they're, they always initiate and they're, they're so aggressive. They're, their walls are up in a way. Yeah. They won't let somebody else drive the scene. And I'll be like, oh, this is what they meant. <laughs> right. This is what they wanted yeah. to know. I, I also look at it like, in a way, I'm like, who am I? Who am I to say like, oh, like if you say say to somebody, well, you could be more fearless or brave. It's like maybe them showing up is the most. Yeah, you don't know what they're ever, coming. You from. don't know what they're right. coming from. 
And it's like, hey, Nina, uh, paint better. The way you're painting right now, you should really use these different kind of strokes as you're going. Like you, you aren't painting the way that should be painted. If you want to get into paint university, you really need to work on how you come out, how you set up your easel. You know, all of that. It's yeah. like in a way, it's very subjective. And you go, everything I say in a class, you can go out that night and see people doing the exact opposite of Completely. it yeah. and bringing the house down. So it's like, I guess it's like, what's your goal? What do you want to get out of it? Sure. What's your end? You know, do you have an end game in mind? Like, what is it you want to do? Yeah, those are good questions. You know, certainly. Who's the best teacher you ever had or best class? Improv or? Improv. Yeah. I don't care about normal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, the best because uh, what, what I was thinking about, I'll answer my own question because that's why I was I wanted to talk more. So I just <laughs> put a question forward that I could. And do. then I'll play double dad. Pro move. Pro yeah. move. Yeah. Strike me down on this, Jay. Yeah, it's a, you guys got to learn your way around podcasts. <laughs> Pretend like you're opening it up to the group, and then you step right in. You mute that's all the mics. Yeah, these mics. No one's being recorded here but me. <laughs> I hope that's cool. It's going to be a real mysterious experience for people listening. Um. Ian Roberts, I think, was my so favorite I'll go teacher. First. Okay, yeah, that's fine. If you want to go, actually, it's totally fine if you want to go Perfect. first. No, who's yours? Ian, Ian. Ian Roberts was my favorite. Why? Well, I was thinking because he actually he had a um, my experience of taking the class was it felt like there was this very simple mantras said over and over again. Like he actually didn't talk about every edge case that would happen. It would just sort of you know his whole thing was like act like real life. Commit, you know, be a real person, play to the top of your intelligence at all times, look for an unusual thing. You can have one unusual thing only per scene. And then you, if that unusual thing is accepted, what else must be true? And he would do that every scene. And all of his notes would be in that. I mean, this is my experience of it. Maybe if I could actually watch the classes, there was other stuff happening. But what I took away from it uh, was this, you know, he'd finish a scene. He'd be like, well, would somebody say that in that situation? You know, you were a doctor. Is that the way a doctor would talk? And you'd be like, no. And he'd be like, well, talk like a doctor. Okay. Right. All right. And then like, all right, well, if it's true that, you know, the doctor's worried about X, which isn't a thing a doctor's normally worried about, then how about what else? He was very logical. He's very machine-like in his, hmm. which I appreciate because I don't like feelings. And, um, but I, regar- the bag regardless Dude, the of bag, the, the bag, the bag, what? Oh, God. I just have to breathe sometimes. <laughs> the bag, I just have to take breaths. On your own time. On your own time. <laughs> I'll breathe later. Um, <laughs> I, I just, he had a simple... You know, yeah. Not even about the content, but although I did like the content, but more just like the teachability. Like he, it felt like he had five notes he gave over and over again. And by the end of it, you're like, well, I could take a guess what Ian would think about my. I could. I now have an Ian voice in my head that I could summon when that's helpful because yeah. I know what it is. Sometimes I worry that I'm like too foggy, you know. And one day I'm like, be a better actor. And the next day I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Be funny immediately. No, never mind. Don't do that. Just It's all about bravery. Never be funny. Be as still as possible. No, that was wrong. Uh, you know what you should do? Uh, speak your own truth. Bring your own experience to it. Wait, no. Never be yourself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I worry that I'm that kind of teacher sometimes. This is this is level one, right? Yeah, level day one. one five day second, one, level day one. one, level one. Ten minute increments. Yeah. yeah. That's good. People are sobbing. I'm like, no, no, no. No, you're bad. No, wait, no, I didn't mean that. Um, uh, sorry. Uh. Will gets me. Will really yeah. gets me. Yeah, there's one guy who really digs it. There's just one guy in the back who's like, yeah, this is the best class I've ever had. I told you. No, dude, I'm tweeting. This is great. <laughs> Will told me I'm Will bad. T- Landon, what about you? Was there a class uh, that or a teacher that... I got another one. No, I'm only kidding. 
Was it Will? Was it, Will? <laughs> it was Will just now. Uh, just uh, no, it's probably. I mean, it's this is probably you know pretty typical of people uh, in my age that were there at the time. But I, I mean, I gotta say Tim O'Malley, um, just because he was not a, he was not afraid to be very raw and vulnerable himself um, in uh. class, right? And and then it's all the same stuff that Will was talking about. It's it's be honest, don't bullshit, uh, play the real thing, right? And 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 don't worry about being funny, right? Like just play the play the reality of the situation, and and things will be okay. You know, like everything, trust everything will fall together. But you know, I think more than any of that, it was just him as a as a figure, as a as an individual, yeah. as a you know this kind of this guy who's had this crazy messed up life in a lot of ways, and who's not afraid to share it with everybody, uh, and not afraid to sit down and have dinner with you. Um, yeah. You know, I was a you know whatever like very early on conservatory student, and he would still be very willing to sit down and have dinner and talk about this stuff. Yeah, um, that, that was he was a second city guy. Yeah, second city guy. Uh, that was that was that was pretty meaningful for me. Uh, at that time, yeah, I, f- I feel that if a group of people comes together and follows somebody, it doesn't even necessarily matter what that message is, but the power in that group to be like, we all agree together on this thing, whatever it is. Like, like the family or the UCB guys, they all said, this Del Close is the guy we're going to follow, right? And he's or he's taking and. Because they all believed it together, you can do amazing things with that. So a lot yeah. of times it's not even necessarily – I feel like it's not just the teacher. It's like the people that buy into it. Yeah. And they go, great, 100%. We're going to go that way. Yeah. And then you have that group that goes together, and it's like they can do some really cool things. Yeah. Totally. You know? I mean, would, it, would you say that improv is a cult? Yes. Yes. Okay, just checking. Why? Would you not say? Okay. Would you? I would yeah. not disagree with that. I mean, that. it's a cult that tries to kick its members out all the time. <laughs> it's constantly. <laughs> it's a cult that wants you to call home and go back home. <laughs> like it, but other than that, yeah, it's a cult. <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully the bad aspects of the cult are mitigated at some point. There's definitely cults of personality. There's definitely like a peer pressure to subscribe to the same philosophy and sort of praise it out loud in a religious way. It's kind of weird. That's very CrossFit-y, too, though. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. almost. I, I think human beings uh, <laughs> take a cult formation very naturally when they love something, yeah. whether yeah, whether sure. it's whatever. So uh, I don't think that's no one has designed it to be that way. It just sort of na- you know when you get enthused and you feel personally connected to something, you I think you unlock the cult operations manual that we all have inside <laughs> of ourselves. Right. The com, yeah, yeah, the com, yeah. and um. But I, I hope that at some point well, you go through. I think everyone you go through a disillusionment with it, and then you come out more pragmatic. You know, like yeah. Um, I I do, I love Ian's class, but I don't. You know, I, there's also things about Ian's teaching that didn't work for me, and I there's things that when I teach I don't do, and I think there's things he yeah. It's not doesn't fit. I, I don't take everything anybody says blindly. Mm-hmm. Right. I love the UCB theater. It's where I found myself. There's things about its culture I don't love. There's things that if I was had absolute power, I would do differently there. <laughs> and I kind of have to be like, well, I'm not in control, but it's not my job to fix everything. Not my theater. 
Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this isn't my theater. Like, yeah. I have all these opinions. They're not coming to me. And yeah. I have to realize, like, oh, they're doing fine without me. Like, all these theaters yeah. I've been a part of are... They're doing way good. Yeah. So for me to think they should hear all this, it's like mm. I, th- I think getting disillusioned is part of the growing process. Yeah. You yeah. fall in love with it. You're full of like fervor. Then there's a point where you're like, "Fuck this!" And like that person's a, sorry. Can I swear? That person's a sure. jerk. Dude, what the I, fuck? <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> FCC I'm man. Sorry. <laughs> I hope the FCC you saw what come down to so hard. <laughs> I hope the FCC comes down to this podcast, dude, dude, singles it out. Dude, FCC can Dude, suck my... No. What? Okay, keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is I think it is that thing of, there's a bunch of people like me in the sense of, wow, we're a little bit off. Yeah. We're a little bit kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. We aren't really this person or that. We're just kind of, I think for improvisers, we're just kind of wandering around. Then we go, oh, you like to do this thing. It's like, oh, you like to do it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, there's a bunch of us that like to do this thing. And then you sit there and you go, I'm going to let this thing take over. Yeah. This thing is going to be all I'm going to be doing for a while. And then you go, oh, that's not healthy. Yeah. 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 I need to not just do that thing. Like, yeah, I need to have yeah. friends and I need to get outside yeah. of this. But yeah. it becomes so attractive because you find there with people that maybe have the similar yeah. level of It's an important step and- when you skip the show that everybody says you can't miss. Yeah. Or you yeah. skip the audition that everyone says you have to do. And yeah. You, you, that's part of getting better also. Yeah. It's everything in moderation, obviously. Like, I'm not saying to quit everything, but having some distance is part of being yourself. It's part of, like, saying, like, ah, I'm going to be – not all of this is for me, and I am not for all of this, and that's okay. Well, And, you, and also recognizing that, uh, you know, maybe if you're artistically inclined in any sort of way, like – where does this skill translate to other things, you know? Yeah. Because like, we, you know, everybody hits that point where it's like, oh, I've done hundreds of shows, uh, possibly thousands, uh, and I can, I'm very good and comfortable about getting on stage and, and doing a show for somebody, but then at the end, it's done. It's yeah. over with, and there's nothing yeah. to show for it whatsoever. Yeah, this tool was originally used just for rehearsal. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm doing shows with it. <laughs> Which is good. Mm. It definitely is a muscle. But then what do you want to, you know, do you want to create something? Is it something, can you make something tangible out of it? And I think that's, yeah, I think people have that. And you're always thinking about it, especially in this town, because it's such a um, content-driven town that you need, it's like, oh, you didn't see that improv show I did last night? Right. Even if I tried to explain it or you watched it, it wouldn't translate. Right. So then what is oh yeah la's very big on okay cool so what show are you pitching based on that right <laughs> right oh what are you, are you trying to sell something based on that why are we talking about it then right what do you mean you had an experience <laughs> can i recreate that experience yeah can How i monetize it and then sell and monetize that yeah what's your 22 pages on that you uh, what i don't get it <laughs> oh i fell in love i found myself and you then did what important but no, watch uh, that was the look purple. at my object work yeah, Look at my object work. I'm very doing very intricate. Have you seen the way I wash a dish? Come on, I'm really rocking this dishwashing <laughs> skill. Jay, what about you? Uh, what about you in terms of uh, favorite teachers? Yeah. Or uh, I've had a. Uh, I've been lucky. I've had a lot. I think different teachers have really had different influences on me. Sure. Like, um, I think there was a time where I was like, oh, I need this hardcore improv. Who is that person that's going to give that to me? But a lot of times it wasn't that person. It was like um, my first teacher made me fall in love with just improv or to be like, 
what? This is amazing. Uh, and I couldn't wait. I was driving up from school. I was going to college and I was driving like two or three hours every Friday night to take a Saturday improv class. And it was like the highlight of my college career. It was like the last semester I was a senior and I was like, this is great. And then I had teachers who were like, um, you know, they treated it like a sport. And to me, that was the thing because I was an athlete. So I was like, oh, like being in a band where it's like, I'm a part of this thing. Mm-hmm great i we get to see where we're gonna go with this and it wasn't you know we'd be like all right let's meet at wills we're gonna meet three hours tuesday thursday and we're gonna just sit in this apartment and we're gonna see what happens and there was no like and we're gonna put the there wasn't even really talk of shows um and then i learned a lot from like people i perform with too yeah so like if there's one yeah that's true you know you a lot of some who you're doing shows with it's you're who like, you're oh, doing how shows are they, with. you can because you can feel they're uh, magic, sort of. Yeah. For sure. You're like, oh, that's what it feels like to be that. Like, Let's, oh, wow, that feels good. We're going to talk, yeah, talk, talk eight weeks about the pool. We're going to talk about how big the pool is and the water in the pool. And yeah. wouldn't it be nice? And we're going to do that. And then we're going to get in the pool. Yeah. And then you go, oh, so I think like for me, a lot of the people I perform with are like, I learned so much from those people, whether it's like a lot of times for me, it's who the joy like, don't forget that it's about the joy. And who do you like watching? It's the people that have joy on stage, yeah. right? It's not... The callbacks are great, right? And the, the esoteric nature at times of improv, fantastic. But it's you're watching anybody. It's like if you're watching people enjoy what they're doing and having fun and are not even great, are competent at it, I think that's the biggest teacher you can have. Is like, wow, don't forget, we're doing this for an audience. And don't forget, you've got to have that joy and that's what, when I'm teaching, I'm like, I want everyone to have that experience because I'm like, no, 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 it's so great. It's so wonderful. It's like better than any drug you can have. You just have to trust and get along with these people and take it somewhere and just go with it. So like I've had a lot of great teachers. My wife's a really good teacher of improv, but she doesn't teach improv. She's just a life improv teacher <laughs> where she'll be like, oh, we'll be in a, uh, an argument or a discussion. And she'll turn to me and she'll just be like, treat me like your scene partner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll be like, man. So, like, I do man. learn a lot from her and I learn a lot. That's she'll crafty. come. That's Machiavellian. Right. <laughs> very, very Machiavellian. And she'll come to shows now and, like, I rarely ask her to go to a show unless it's really important. But then she'll, if it's a long form show, if it's a short form show, she's like, great. If it's a long form <laughs> show, she has to take notes to stay invested. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah. But then it's the most insightful notes because she'll afterwards say, Oh, I didn't understand this and this. And it's always like, We didn't understand that either. <laughs> it's, I cannot understand what we were doing. I had no idea there either. There was some video game reference I didn't get. That happens a lot to me in scenes. I'm like, I know oh, you're yeah. doing a pop video culture game. references. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> But like we're older than like a lot of the students who are doing it or something like that. Oh. If, I, if I'm teaching classes and I watch them do a scene and they get super excited about like the theme to Ducktales, I'm yeah. like, I was a man. I was a man during the time that you became invested in that song. I was out getting my heart broken, so I don't know the words to the song from Ducktales. Yeah, I was, I was shattering myself. But I'm glad you guys liked it. It looked like it was fun. Two more. <laughs> Wait, so you want me to do more DuckTales, Will, you said? No, I don't, know. I don't know the answers. I don't know. I don't know those. Two more. Make reference to something. Can anybody do a Mork and Mindy scene? Anybody, can anybody do a late mash? <laughs> Guys, that's when TV was good, all right? Uh, uh, TV was bad then, actually. Uh, was I'm surprised bad. at how bad TV was when we were a kid. 
don't TV know. got good much like t- the standards of television are so high. Now I was like watching are. Game of Thrones, and I was like, "This is a movie. Oh, yeah. Every movie week. level special yep. effects and drama." Sure. And we we watched Three's Company, which was like a genius <laughs> comedian and two serviceable actors <laughs> on a set that cost fifteen dollars, <laughs> right? And then like ah, the Furleys. Nah, let's bring in the, the uh, Ropers. Then the, the Ropers. Let's bring in Furley. Like yeah. all that changed right there. And if you look at like like Key and Peele, oh, those yeah. sketches are films. Every yeah. like the mm-hmm. way that they yeah the cinematic quality of that show is insane unbelievable right. not to mention the comedy is incredible and then they have yeah. the fucking nerve to make it look beautiful it's insulting it's insulting <laughs> don't get me started how do I how do I relate to this don't get me where's the flaws and you know what now that it's canceled what's Jordan Peele been up to nothing uh, right nothing he's yet. been doing nothing all at he's all. done is written and directed a, a genre breaking movie <laughs> what he did this movie I'll tell you about it I I saw it it was ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes so one percent of the people did not like they were like that. they're like not my cup of tea and yeah. see that that one percent they know. I bet you, yeah, I bet you, because it, it was hundred, a hundred percent for a, like a little while, yeah. and then it dropped it like, to like nine, you know, whatever it, it is 99. now, something insanely high. And I bet you, Jordan was like, "Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> he's an artist, dude. He's an artist. <laughs> I'm sure he was." Meanwhile, the guy who directed the Fantastic Four is like, "Much went from eight to nine <laughs> percent." Like, all right, I'm rocking, yeah. <laughs> popping champagne. Yeah, uh, Nina, what what would you advise students? when they're mm, they're in their second or third class like what were things that you found that you had to overcome or concerns you had or things that you were you just didn't understand that maybe are starting to become more clear or even better aren't becoming clearer <laughs> well i mean i don't know that i'm qualified to give anyone advice about great all right landon you want to take this one <laughs> Landon, take take uh, the question as I gave it to Nina, but will you answer it in her style? Yeah, just your best guess, though. Just, just, yeah. You have a perspective we don't have. Um, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so there were a couple parts to that. So the first one was, um, like, what, what advice would I give to, like, I mean, I still am, like, I'm new. I am, it's new car smell new, but um, I, well, I will say that in the first class, I had a lot more just fear of even like getting up and initiating a scene. And what I found recently is that I'm very excited to be in a space of being scared on stage, right? Like I'm ready for it. And, and, um, I'm, I kind of liken it to like my, my stage fright and singing now is to the point where it's not really stage fright. I just, I feel the energy and it's like, okay, I'm going to ride the wave, right? Like I'm, I'm getting on my surfboard. I'm just going to like ride it and see how, where it takes me. And so I feel like I'm a little more in that space now with, um, with, with the improv in, um, in that respect, in that respect. And also too, like starting a scene, like that was also really very terrifying initially because uh like the onus is on you like what um but (laughs) now it's actually i don't want to say there's a level of control that comes with that but there is there's something that that there's something there that it's it's very powerful so again it's another like um tool to to play with um so i i would say kind of like go in that direction and, and, um, and be okay with feeling all of that energy and, um, just finding it a way to translate it in your body to, to, to have more fun. Right. Um, so yeah. Let me put was... you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. Totally. Yeah. Get yeah, ready. yeah. Get ready. Okay. So cause I'm Holding curious. Now. So you're, let's say you're doing an improv scene. You step out, you just get a suggestion to start. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, a suggestion. I'm not asking you to do a scene. I'm just curious about where you're mentally at, like what you do to deal with the situation. Uh-huh. 
So I don't even want to give you a suggestion. I'm, I'm going to have to just for an example. Let's say the su- you don't have to do. Uh, okay, so I, look at it. Her. Just, suggestions <laughs> bubblegum. Oh my but god! I don't, all you don't my have to do are showing thing. up right now. <laughs> you, you are. Yeah, that's true. You are <laughs> pulling your skull impressively far back in your neck. It's weird. <laughs> so the suggestions bubblegum. You're stepping out. This is in class. Uh huh. So and. Okay, so I'm guessing you're nervous because you look nervous right now. Right, but but uh, yeah, keep talking. Well, so what do you I'm, do? I'm you're like, you. okay, I got to do scene now. So what does your brain do at this point in your improv development? What are you focusing? I on? I feel like I uh, memories are triggered with me uh-huh. um, right now, and mm-hmm. so like when you said bubble gum, it made me think of this time when I was in fifth grade and mm-hmm. we were all hanging out on the jungle gym, and I had a really stuffy nose, and I. Um, hung upside down in the jungle gym and then turned back up and like the cutest boy in the class asked me some question and I wanted to sass him back and I had a giant snot bubble come out of my nose and it was mortifying and like the entire reaction (laughs) of the playground was like a collective like ooh like this recoiling right so you said bubble gum and that's what came to my head immediately so I probably would like run out and maybe I would be on the school playground with like a stuffy nose or something like so I don't know like I feel like suggestions right now for me they're triggering like memories Um, okay so if you're going to initiate you're probably going to pull something from that to start uh-huh Some, something that you can get out to start yes right yes uh, i'm just curious i don't even know if that's the right answer but that's probably well this I mean, is math <laughs> yeah there's so definitely there's right, wrong, the right. yeah there's one right there's one wrong I, I mean that i think that's right this minute that's kind of what's happening for me i feel like since since starting improv i've become much more keen to paying attention to things in like daily life more too and i make mental notes as i'm kind of going about my day like you know what what someone looks like in line at the supermarket mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or uh, overhearing a comment you know of pastors or whatever so it's made me tune in my like observational skills and so when hearing suggestions i feel like it's it's activating like mm-hmm. things that I've noticed or experienced. Yeah, no. See, it's interesting to me to remember how much anxiety and sort of energy goes into the top of the scene mm-hmm. when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like th- this is not meant to be better. I'm the one learning stuff in this conversation because <laughs> I actually delay the anxiety until later. Oh. Like I'll throw something simple out that's deliberately not too complicated. And also not too impressive because mm-hmm. I just need – I want a little momentum yeah. before I make any big moves. Yeah. It's a style thing. That's well, not I bad or worse. What you were saying earlier about the, the advice that you had gotten from your teacher about picking – like v- being very simple and then maybe p- picking like one unusual, unusual thing. Right, right. Thing. That's, Ian's, that's really that's interesting Ian's thing. to hear. But actually you what know? you just said is Ian Roberts has an exercise. It's his absolute favorite exercise. Um uh, I'm still friends with him, and I still pick his brain about teaching. And he still loves talking about it. He's as big a nerd as about improv as ever. Yeah. Uh, when you're in it as deep as some people, like it never goes away. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his favorite exercise is called the flash exercise. It's great grain of salt, as I am describing somebody else's thing. But like, okay, well, I, th- <laughs> I can imagine if I just got it totally wrong. So I think it's, <laughs> it's all about racism. Be as racist as possible. Like I just somehow misrepresented. No, you're right. You're in right. the worst you're way. Right. <laughs> Um, no, flash memory is like you hear a thing, either a suggestion or the last, what, what the other person says. Yeah. And Ian's like, okay, no matter what, your brain flashes some life memory to you. You might not need it. You might not invest any time in it, but it's there. Yeah. And if you can harness it, that's how you are different than anybody else on stage. You can't guarantee that you're going to be as funny as you want to be or as smart as you want to be. And that pressure can be daunting, but nobody's you. So whatever flashes to your mind, 
that's that's what you have to offer that nobody else can offer. Mm. So he's all about this exercise where it's like you say a line, and then if it's if we were in, cl- in Ian's class, he'd say bubblegum. You would say out loud what you just said mm-hmm. to the class mm. conversationally. That makes me think of blah blah blah. Mm. Then you would turn to me and initiate something. Mm. Ian might stop you if he's like, "Well, you didn't use your memory at all. Use your memory very aggressively." Okay, and then I have to forget your story, and just based on what you said, I would turn out to the class and be like. All right, it's not coming out of the nose. That makes me think of being sick as a kid and being psyched to miss class or whatever. So maybe I'm a kid who's excited to get sick or something or whatever. And I'm supposed to use specifics from my memory. And he's and it's all about that so for then a while. So just kind of – You do, you do like, like five, five moves of those and then you just yes and because wow. there's so much stuff. Wow. That's but it's really just to work cool. the muscle of like harnessing your memory flashes. Yeah. That's so that's a. I think you just amazing. did an Ian Roberts scene. Oh, neat! Yay! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> it's funny. Like y- you were talking about it, and you said the suggestion, and then Nina grabbed the microphone. <laughs> right. I don't know, but then gave like such a wonderful, simple memory, which I think is what is the good, true, honest improv is like, just have a memory, like have an actual goal yeah, yeah. from a Play memory. Play real, take it from real life. Yeah, instead of try to invent something, it's like, oh, have that memory. And that gave all you needed for a scene. Now let me put you on the spot one more time. Yes. So now I'm going to give you an initiation. Okay. Well, Jay's going to give me a suggestion. I'll initiate. And then I don't, you don't have to respond. Okay. But just tell me what you're thinking about in response to it. You don't have to flash or whatever. Tell okay. me like, if this was a class. Okay. And we were like doing a scene and this suggestion and I initiate. I'm just curious where your head's at at that time. Just, I, I have to keep saying remember concussion. So I'm, I feel, I'm like. I'm just curious ah! where your brain, where okay. your brain is. why he's doing all of this right Please. now. Yeah. I'm, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a here. medical doctor <laughs> here to diagnose the consequences. Just trying to find the severity con. of the concussion. Oh, Very no. long time. Ah, okay. Did you anything happen last weekend to you? <laughs> I can't remember. My doctor told uh, me to stop thinking. I was like, "That's an actual instruction." <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> okay. uh, which is also an instruction for improv. <laughs> oh, stop great! Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. And I did it perfectly. Wait, I just want to just double check. Okay, so I'm supposed to. You're going to initiate, and then I'm just going to. You just stop and tell me what. Okay, I if I was in a class and somebody initiated like that, what I would try to do oh, is okay. this. Okay. The suggestion. <laughs> Is guitar. All right. So, so if I come out to you and I say, um, "Teacher, uh, I can't make the class this week. I got I got too many too many chores to do at home. I can't. I'm not going to be able to come to class this week." So, like, if you're, that's in a class and somebody initiates that to you, like, what do you start thinking about? Um, I probably say, you know what, that's okay. If you have a chance to exercise on your own and work on the, you know, the the, the homework and and you know. Kind of do what was assigned to you. I mean, I'd okay. probably just go to like a real place of like. You're just trying to be real simple. Just yes, yeah, it. Just like if fit I in, was a nice. teacher, I'd be like, okay, well, that's all right. Just so. sort of play it real. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, there's of course there's like was a hundred. It? There's a hundred things you could do. It was the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you got that wrong. Well, uh, your it, concussion is worse than we thought. Well, it makes me think because I teach voice and yeah. and uh, so you know when I was thinking like uh, if somebody said that they couldn't make it or they they don't work on whatever and then it's like well it's, I tried to you know just be forgiving at like well you are doing the wrong thing and you know like yeah yeah you're was, being truthful like I want him to keep coming back and taking my lessons so. if I was initiating a scene that's what I would want I would want someone just to act like a guitar teacher yeah I mean like yeah and I didn't even yeah. necessarily. 
Wait, did you did you even say guitar? Or you just No, said... I didn't say guitar. I just said teacher. I can't make the lesson. Right. So, yeah. But I'd be I would have been miming an amazing guitar. <laughs> you would have been miming? We all I would have walked up. We all saw it right here. He's doing it. And He's I can't it. make the... That's funny. Now, see, that would have changed things. If I'd oh, yeah, seen yeah. you miming a guitar... See, that was the note I was going to give, is, Will, that, if you had mimed the guitar, okay, right. seen would have taken off. My bad. Well, <laughs> yeah. with the bag on my head, it's hard to do object work because I can't see where anybody is. There's a lot of things We've got to respect Jay's boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Right, I might have tried to do, like, an immediate, like, duo with you, or a duet with you, rather. So, you know, I mean, if you're wow. playing guitar, wow. then that's... You know. There you go, Will. There's your answer right there. <laughs> I've learned something. Learned. I've learned something. This is actually a uh, podcast for Will, actually. <laughs> yeah. I just I like hearing about what students are thinking about at various times. Because they're thinking about yeah. different stuff than the teacher is, I think. Yeah. For sure. Yes, it's still... Um, it's funny because I could see where that anxiety to start a scene... Yeah. Where it's like... <gasps> and then I heard somebody say, well, the scene's never happened. So you can't, like mess up that scene that's never happened which is true but it's still awfully it's like when you ask an audience can we get a suggestion and and there's no improviser in the audience but you say can we get a suggestion of anything at all the audience goes silent yeah because that's so much yeah. it's like i have no yeah, no boundaries well, i have a yeah. question for you guys because for me i i'm most excited when i hear a suggestion or there's an exercise, I'm like, oh, I, I feel this, I know this, oh, I, I got this, right? Yeah. So you jump up because you feel like it's in your wheelhouse in, in whatever respect. But when you guys get a suggestion, like I always get bummed out when, you know, I'm going to watch a, a show and they're like, can we get a suggestion? And somebody hollers out something that I perceive as super lame. I'm like, ah, I get so, I'm so worried for the people on stage. I'm like, oh, you know. Like proctologist or something? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, whatever the case may be. Or like it's, something leading and very specific? Right. Or, or, or something just lame or. Something lame. Yeah. Okay. And, and like then. Like bland? Like somebody says beige. You know, it, maybe it has to do a lot with where I am in that moment in time. Like, what's so a lame have, suggestion? Like a well, celebrity that you're supposed to impersonate or something I like that? I will say that one time I went and saw um, Chad and his and and his show, and a lot of his students were in the audience, and I feel like they were trying to derail him because they gave him the suggestion of, they gave uh, his, the other guy in the scene, they gave his actual name, like, so proper noun yeah. or whatever, and... It, they kept it kept kind of derailing in that respect, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. I was really bummed because I always and I tell this to my students, and I I feel this way, and I hear it from you guys too. Like I always believe that the audience is there to cheer us on, like they're rooting for us. Like yes. nobody goes to a show thinking I want this to suck. I yes. you know like everybody goes I want to have fun and I want and so if you know that when you're getting ready to go on stage, like they're already rooting for us. Like it's such a it's, a, it's so uplifting. So I feel like when you hear. In that moment, I perceive them as like unfun or uninteresting suggestions. I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. They're not rude, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys do when you get a suggestion that feels very empty or you don't necessarily immediately feel a connection to it? What, what do you do? I think, it's a, I think it's a starting off point that you honor. I'm, I'm always grateful no matter what it is mm. because I'm like, if we have the three or four or six or 10 of us together, we can lift up that suggestion to mean anything. Right. Yeah. But if you want me to do a, um, to tell you everything I know about the suggestion of the 1974 Oakland athletics. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I could Here we that. go. So <laughs> I could do that. Joe Rudy, Reggie Jackson. Tennis. Wasn't Jackson still on the team? Uh huh. 
That A. Will, yeah, you're a baseball guy. Yeah, yeah. Catfish Hunter, was he yeah. still there? Ken Holtzman. Like, nice. we could go and... Vita gee, Blue. Vita Blue was on there. Nice. So we... See, this is easy. Next problem. <laughs> but I, it's like, what, yeah, what are we going to do with that? And especially yeah. when it's like, when somebody has, when the audience is like, wow, what a lame suggestion. Right. For us to turn it into something memorable right. is a fun challenge that yeah. isn't always successful, but it's fun. Yeah. Well, it's that old, it's that old Del Close thing of like taking something extremely ordinary and lifting it up to the extraordinary. Yeah. Um, I tend to not, I don't think too hard about suggestions and maybe this is just my like, over the years, just improviser brain, just completely being trained to just completely blank out and shut down, you know, before I go on stage or as I'm on stage, I, I just want to completely blank slate it. So like whatever the suggestion is, boom. Yeah. Honor it immediately and then see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I don't know exactly. I'm not too precious about it. Yeah. Um, so then I'm not really judging. I'm not really judging the suggestion yeah. from the audience, you know, like, it's just this is where we go, and I, I will say I might I might take issue with the one point earlier about all audiences really wanting to support <laughs> you and see you succeed because there I think that's mostly the case, especially in in our world and in our bubbles. But there are certainly audiences that uh, that just kind of come in like expecting something, oh, and so it's expecting something bad or good. No, well I don't know, uh, but the expectations on any account are always really difficult to deal with. So sometimes when you get those, that's when you get the audience suggestions of. Uh, the like you know maybe the more kind of off color things or the things you hear all over and over again uh, they're just you know there's the one lady in the back just screaming dildo at the top of her lungs like just just needing that to be a part of the show she just needs that she just needs it she yeah. she's gone all week right please yes. just reward her sure and I think like I think with those those people that come I do think like we might have heard these suggestions a million times right. That person might, it might be their first improv show. Right. And they might think, you know, me saying that suggestion is helping them. Like, so they're, I, from their point of view, they might be thinking, oh, this is going to be real fun. Or they might think, you know what improv is, is you heckle. Mm. Yes. That's well, and that's yeah. a, that's a, that is a mentality that is bred in some of the, you know, you know, some of the, we'll say for lack of a better term like chain comedy clubs in all over the country because yeah. they, you literally have a video before yeah. the before the show that makes a point of saying this is in a stand up club that'll say like oh and remember don't heckle the comics because they're better at this than you are you know like and it really? immediately sets up this Some expectation that, yeah yeah uh, yeah and it immediately wow. sets up this expectation of like it's a challenge it's like a oh well <laughs> all right let's see what he's got <laughs> you know like it becomes a weird thing whereas and then kind of on that point too one of the things you hear a lot about uh, when when people go to improv shows that aren't accustomed to going to improv shows and just kind of lump it into comedy shows, if people are afraid to sit up front, they're like, "Oh, well, I don't want them to pick on me." Yeah, right. And it's like, well, we don't really do that in improvisation, right. you know. Like, Although sometimes, well, yeah. no, th my team performed. The team I direct, Air Force Fun at Westside, <laughs> performed, and. A f somebody I knew that somebody in the cast also knew from different places. Like I knew her from Chicago. She goes, "Oh, I don't want to be picked on. Please don't like." And, <laughs> and they're like, "No, we don't do it." They're like, "Here." So she goes, "Okay, you sure? Yeah." So she sat in the second row center, 
And the guy from the group comes out and he goes, okay, so we need a suggestion from you and pointed <laughs> right at her. It was like, you, ma'am, we need, what do you, we need a suggestion from you right now. And she was just mortified because <laughs> she's like, uh, no, I told you no. Oh, no. And you broke your word with me already. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, sure. But she was, I mean, she was also a former, she was an improviser yeah. back in the day. So, but. I could see where she was like, you told me you were going to pick on me, and then you come in here and you picked on me. It's like, no, they just took your suggestion. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Sometimes when people like, can't hear the suggestion, I'll ask them to say it again, and they're scared to say it again. Yeah. They'll be like, no, 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 no. But what was that? And they'll sit there quietly. I'm like, just, just say it again. I couldn't hear you. I've totally seen that before. Yeah. And, and they're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm do, sorry. Are you watching what happened? Like, I asked for something. You said it. Never mind, never mind. I'm, I'm sure you're move, move on. You know what it's like when people can't hear fault. something? You move just have on, to say it again. Right. Don't on. talk to me anymore. Don't okay. talk to me. Okay. Right. I like your bag. Your bag that is good. Does, that does happen. Isn't it it's funny? It's like the smallest amount of attention. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I mean, yeah. you recognize the interaction that's happening, right? <laughs> I think that it's probably from people who don't. They, maybe they haven't been to improv, and so they don't realize what's going to happen. Well, I know? get into it with them, so they're right. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I really make them feel bad about it. I'm like, hey, what the, I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who raised you? Who, who raised are you? you? Who raised you? <laughs> who raised you? I don't like you. I don't like your parents. <laughs> or your well, pants. Yeah. Or well, your pants. You're, you're right. Like, a lot of times we think everybody knows improv. It's like a small percentage of people do. And a lot of times people come because they think it's a stand-up club or they're like, I don't know, I heard improv. And it's like, you've seen improv? Yeah, I don't really understand what it is or coming into it. I don't really know, so I'm going to come out. So they don't get that. And when you go to a short-form show, it's like, oh, I'm constantly giving suggestions. And then a long-form show, oh, I only give one like so even the people have seen improv before sometimes it's it's a little bit it takes an adjustment to get into it but i do think a lot of times people haven't seen improv and so they come out and they have this understanding of if i say pineapple that's very funny so that's going to be a suggestion and they're not wrong they're, they're, not, they're wrong. not wrong yeah. do you get pineapple a ton pineapple is the most commonly given suggestion what right is now up with it used that? to be spatula Really? For a long time, yeah. Yeah. I think pineapple is the most commonly given suggestion. It's like trendy far. baby names, like trendy. Well, half of all suggestions are food. Yeah. 50% of all suggestions are food. And amongst food, pineapple is a funny seeming food. Wow. Like not as funny as kumquat. Funny. It's like funny without trying too hard for <laughs> right. me. So people like pineapple. I feel like second most common is like whatever they're actually hungry for, like pizza, uh, beer, nachos. That's the second yeah. most common. So in, that's really interesting. And then I'm, and then the third most common suggestion is whatever they can see on stage. Oh, glasses, plaid. <laughs> that's it, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's all jeans. they see. So not right. like with the um, what's the word scatological? Yeah, scatological. Yeah, does do you, like uh, I don't hear a tremendous amount of that. That's. That's, Sometimes that's not, not too much. More often, I'll hear news of the day. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Trump or like Ugh. whatever's happening in yep. the news. Charlie Sheen. I remember when he was like going through his crazy period. We got that as suggestions all the time. Oh yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like to see what is Jersey Shore. We got my group in New York at Jersey Shore three weeks in a row for a suggestion. I remember. Hmm. Well, so, uh, when, you it, know, when it was in its payday. Sure. Yeah. Second City does political and satire. And they would do it through improv, and they would get suggestions from the audience. Then they would write them down. They 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 take a big piece of paper, divide it into four quadrants, and they'd have categories for each. It's like something in the news, occupation. Uh, can we get uh, an emotion? And they'd have four of these, and they'd go back and uh, during the intermission, they'd say, "Okay, I have an idea for these two things," and they go on and improvise. 
and that's why it's political is because they catered to University of Chicago students. So they would get a lot of political suggestions, and that's why the theater turned into what it is, which is political satire. You don't get that as much anymore, except now with Trump, like something that big you do. Yeah. But like you used to say, can we get a line, uh, your favorite line of poetry? And you ask that of an audience now, yeah. and they just don't have that reference. Right. Yeah. But if you say, can I get a movie line? We're going to get a quote from a song. Like, that's the reference they have. So it's where the audience is now. And because improv has gotten so much bigger. I'm always such a snob about it, although I've learned to keep a, keep a lid on it. Be like, can we have a line from a song? And they'll say the name of a song. Can we have a line from a song? Yeah. Billie Jean. And I'm like, it's not really a line. <laughs> It's not really a line, but okay. You well, only had to do one thing and you were stumped, but okay, fine. We'll do everything else. Will and I have a six-week engagement at the Largo. We're doing our two-man yeah. form. It's called Suggestions, and we just, for 45 minutes, ask for suggestions. Yeah, and we and, and we, we talk about show. it, and we criticize them. Yeah, or we criticize I do. them. I criticize them mostly. You do it a lot. <laughs> I mean... I just facilitate. I just keep the train moving, but... There's Will a lot that I learn about people. You know, I'll say, I have a suggestion, and they'll say pancakes. I'm like, oh, okay, I get you. Right. I've I, I seen you coming. I know you. I know where you are. Yep. Uh-huh. Never met you, but I've met you a million times. Um... Nina, people, do you people have any... love it. Nobody, there's no repeat business at our show. <laughs> That's right. There's five. There's seven billion people. We don't need everyone don't need to come to the show. Um, what are you excited for in your journey learning coming up in improv? And then, what advice would you give people who are maybe um, maybe they're like a week behind you in improv terms? <laughs> so, like, you're still ahead. Just barely. <laughs> but just just barely, but you're still ahead. Okay, so what am I excited for? Just do, uh, doing more of it. I love playing the games because I feel like it's just such a great um, jump-starting device to mm-hmm. get into things. So um, just more, more, more. If I could do it every day, I would. Um, <laughs> so Which I'm, we are right yeah, now. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's... It's, and again, it's just so different than, like with everybody, like the rest of our lives, you know? And it's just such a get-out-of-jail-free card, I feel like, in so many ways. So how, so just, I want more of all that I, um... Somebody um, came to you and they're like, I have an improv class next week and I'm terrified. It's my okay. first one ever. What should I do? I would say, it's going to be great. <laughs> and, and... Um, you might fall on your head a few times, but that's okay. Uh, as long as you realize that you're in a safe space and, um, that, uh, uh you know, that you're, if it, assuming it's something that they want to do, um, then that it's going to be okay. I'm being forced to take an improv class next week. What do I do? Okay. <laughs> I've been then, ordered uh, by a judge. If you've been forced and you don't care, that's even better. I feel like, cause yeah. if you don't care, then you're really set free. Um, when I w- accidentally stumbled into that class that Jay had had set up, um, I I was terrified because I it, it, it re- I realized it um, like five minutes into the class when he made the announcement about what it was for, and I turned to the one person in the class that I knew who happened to be in, in my actual class, and I was like, Ian, I, I've I've done a very bad thing. I I signed up for a class. I feel like I'm 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 on a roller coaster that I'm six inches too short for. Thing. And but then I was like, yeah, but if I if I he's like, do you want to leave? I'm like, yeah, but that would be me saying. No, and that goes against all the principles. And I, that like, I, know. I was like, "Can you please stop talking? <laughs> the two of you, please stop talking." Still trying to tell you what the still trying to tell you what the class is. <laughs> so I mean, I was I was really like crapping my pants, but I thought, well, fuck it. I I don't I don't really 
I knew I wasn't auditioning for a, a troupe or for a conservatory. And so I was like, I'll be like the dumper in the class. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And, the and dumper? It, it kind of made me okay. Like, even though I was scared, I didn't have the stakes. So if somebody's like, I'm forced to take an improv class or I'm scared, I'd be like, don't don't worry so much about it. Like, it's okay. You know? Like, I think that's yeah. another way to approach it, too. Um, and and then there was one other question that you had, and I forgot. The person who's a week behind me? Mm-hmm. Just keep showing up. I feel like that's mm. that's the thing with anything, right, in life. Like, if we just keep getting up again, we're going to have amazing experiences. This feels very general and, like, touchy-feely. No, that's right. Yeah, I do have some notes on it. But, I, have some, I have a lot of notes on your thoughts. But, you know, you're getting somebody who's, like, really, like, starry-eyed right now with it. So, you know, ask me in, like, two years. I might be like, ugh. <laughs> Gross. See, again, again. Jason, you ruined my life. Oh. No, no. I, I can't. I did get on several teams, though. I, I just generally can't say enough about everything about it, you know? Yeah. And, I, I mean, like, there are certain games that, like, I can't wait to do again. What's but then your favorite I, game? Well, um, so what far. What is a, a favorite game? Uh, uh, I really loved the cell phone game. Mm-hmm. Which... Text from last night. So you, okay, yeah. you instead of di- you have one person improvising, then two other people, all they can speak are the, their whole dialogue for the other two people are texts uh, from a text chain on uh-huh. their phone. Okay. So the one has to justify what the other two are saying. And I loved that game so much. I think because these were concrete things that actually had been said, you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. and I was responding to that and it felt in some ways more real. I don't know why I, I gave it more weight than anything else someone would say, but no matter how <laughs> ridiculous it was, it felt really good to be like, yeah, you know? So maybe that's yeah. a lesson for me to be learning. Like, I need to give that same authority to anything somebody says on stage, whether it's being read from a cell phone yeah. or not. Well, it is honoring the weighty and important means of communication <laughs> known as text messaging. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's important that we all recognize how it how incredibly meaningful those are. <laughs> here you here. Here's a really uh, useless thing I've observed about improv scenes. This will do nobody any good. So don't listen. Don't Perfect. listen. This is pointless. But it, I think I it is interesting. This is interesting. Somebody, if you're on stage, if two people are doing a scene and one of them like reminisces and they say like, uh, oh, remember, uh, remember that picnic we had last week? The other person will go, oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. But if, the, if somebody says, hey, do you want to have a picnic next week? They'll go, no. Yes. And they're like, they're both equal. They both exist only if you acknowledge it. But one is a pretend past and one is a pretend yes. future. You'll say yes to the pretend past. You'll just accept it. And the pretend future, you'll fight. But like, you could just say, like, yeah, well, that picnic is going to exist. Neither one matters because it's a made up right. world. It's a made up picnic. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but future made up, everybody fights and their defenses go up and they arrange and pasts, they accept. So, like, your text, like, oh, the text exists. I can't say no to it. But it doesn't exist. Somebody just made it. You could be like, right. I didn't type. I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> but your, your instincts, everybody, I see young students, their instincts are correct for reminiscences and bad for plans. That's interesting. Do you feel like that's a biological <laughs> thing? Like, there's really, know. like, something, like, Yeah, brain it's the fear of the future. It's the fear of the unknown. That's what. That's the big thing. Is like it's not known. The other was something that we know or we've gone through or the experience. But something where it's like, do you want to do this? I think human beings want to, like their instinct. They want to no. control. Yeah, they want to control. Not, so not until right. I know exactly right. what I'm signing up right. for. It's yeah. like you watch scenes and somebody goes, "Hey, you want a drink?" I would say sixty percent of the time it's met with no, <laughs> in an improv scene. <laughs> yeah, you want some drink? No. 
no, I'm good. Like six out of ten. I'm not kidding. Yeah. At least six out of ten are like no. Like the simplest, I think it is primal. Right? It's, it's a thing fear. of like nope. It's a so fear thing. But if somebody says, uh, uh, "Hey, did you like that drink you had?" They'll be like, "It was good." Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, you want another one? No. <laughs> Best drink I ever had. Another one? No. Nope. Or no. if somebody said, "Here's that drink you ordered," they'd probably accept it because it's a done deal. Oh. Right. And you know, the ordering's in the past. That's interesting. Fuck you, buddy. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered a Chablis. What's funny is that when you bring people like when you bring people on stage or you do situations and you make them feel safe and people have never had a class, but you make that move of like, "Here's the drink you ordered." Most people will say yes. Right. People that have taken classes for a little bit will say no to that. Yeah. For some reason. Wait, what? Well, they're, really? they're trying to make a thing out of it. They're trying to make they're a thing out of it. Add stakes right. or make it important or make Here's it more Here's that drink you ordered. I didn't order a drink. I didn't want that. Interesting. But most I'm, human beings will play along and be like, yeah, that's yeah, that's my drink. And they'll start doing great object work with it. Gotcha. But for some reason, you know, when you get in classes or you like think. A little knowledge can be a dangerous thing, sort of. Right. <laughs> sure. You know too much for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be like if we all lived in the Matrix and somebody told you for like a couple weeks you'd be screwing everything up. You'd be like totally. bending space and like doing all yeah. stuff. Then after a while, you'd be like, you know, I'm going to leave most of the Matrix alone. I'm just going to. It's just easier keep if I go going with about my the day. Matrix most of the time. <laughs> I cite that movie in class all the time. Yeah. But the, only because you like bending backwards and waving your arms. <laughs> like I'm doing not, now. You don't have any improv principle. You just like he's, doing that move. You just show up and he's in a backbend. Right? You show up in a black <laughs> trench coat, all leather, sunglasses. You're like, I have to explain why I'm dressed like this. That's my thing. Let's talk about the That's movie. That's my that thing. Suko's day one, hour one. Okay, yeah. guys, first off, yes and. Secondly, bullet time. <laughs> yep, very important. I will say he also gives lollipops, just saying. That's right. Yeah. Sorghum You bribe lollipops. your students. How do you think they come back? Yeah. <laughs> I got to start charging. But not them. every time. So that Can't expect the, it. You know, yeah, it has to be like oh, arbitrary. Pavlov. And I just want to say the other day, I hadn't eaten anything. The bell always rings, but there's not always dinner. <laughs> Yes, your your lollipops carried us. So you were driving your I car. I had a lot. One of your lollipops. I was like, I'm so hungry, and I was like, Oh, it's a J lollipop. See, saved me. See, that's you... how improv saved my life. In my class, I give out what looks like lollipops, <laughs> but when you open the wrapper, they're just it's a wooden, it's a wooden sphere with an angry face on it, and written below it, it says, "Don't expect." <laughs> And you charge like $18, too. Yeah, $18 per lollipop. Just for the lollipop. Yeah. Oh, man. They remember for the rest that of their lives. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, yeah. I don't have any repeat students yet. But <laughs> don't, I know don't eat them. I don't, don't need them, Seven dude. billion people in the world. Dude, seven, seven billion people. Billion, changed man. a lot of lives. Yeah. <laughs> seven million? What? Seven, seven billion. billion. Seven billion people There's seven the billion? Oh, I only thought there was only seven million. I'm set. Oh, yeah. All right. I was, I'm really set. <laughs> I thought there was seven million people on the whole planet. I've been counting. <laughs> And I'm only up to like 100,000. <laughs> so I was like, 7 million sounds right. So, um, like we wrap up with every show, <laughs> we, we just like to plug things. So, um, Will and I are going to be at the Largo, like I said. We have a seven week engagement. Yep, suggestions it's called galore. Suggestions Galore. And I'll be that weird fan in the front row that's like, even if no one else is there, I'll like be like, hey. don't judge. There's no weird. You learn a lot. You learn a lot at our show. Um, I also, you can also go, I have my uh, YouTube channel where it's uh, me with just dogs. And <laughs> it's uh, www.youtube.com backslash J hashtag dogs hashtag forward slash 421. So you can check that out. Yeah. Uh, Landon, what do you got? 
<laughs> if you're going to go to that website, just put on safe search before. <laughs> Make sure you're in an incognito browser. Some of the videos are going to shock you. Don't judge art. Don't judge art, you guys. <laughs> There's no need to judge it. Come on. Oh, man. Uh, no, what do I have to I do have a thing to plug, actually. Do it. I have a real thing to plug. Oh, uh, okay. At the Hollywood right. Fringe Festival. All right. Doing a show Yay. called Trump in Space. I wrote it with my good friend, Jillian Bellinger. She's uh, also a hilarious Great. improviser, performer, um, and uh, we wrote this show, and we're putting it up. Uh, it opens June 3rd. Uh, you can go to trumpinspace.tumblr.com. That is the free website solution yeah. that yeah. we have oh, yes. concocted, and yes. that will get you to all the appropriate places How for that thing. How long is it airing? It goes, it goes till the end of June. It's like a five. There's five performances. Okay. And uh, and it's and it's congrats you. in advance. Thank, yeah. cool. Thank you very much. It's a it's you know what it turns out it's a it's a lot of work to put on a show. <laughs> what? Yeah, they should have told no. you that. Yeah, somebody told somebody you. should have said that before uh, before we started. No, doing no, this it's whole easy. Thing. You've done the hard work. You have a postcard. Yeah, and yeah. it's glossy. It's a glossy postcard. It's a glossy postcard. Yeah, it's very it's very good. Uh, Will, what do you have going on? I have two other podcasts. Can I plug them real of quick? Of course. One of them's called No. You want me to? Hold uh. It's bad form. <laughs> If you want to, you may, I'm gonna but do only it. you. Uh, one of them's called Don't Get Me Started. I do it with my friend Anthony King, and we talk to people, mostly from the UCB world, about something that's not comedy. We talk to something that's not entertainment-related, like some obsession they have. That's fun. And I have another second podcast called Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles, where me and other unqualified people just talk about how good the Beatles were. Oh that's great. That, those that's are great. It. So check them out. They're available on the internet. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's, yes. Yeah. Um, Nina, what's your website? Um, my website it's ninastory.com. That's not what I'm excited about, but I'll tell you. Nina Story? Nina Story. Yes, S-T-O-R-E-Y. But um, but I'm actually working on this thing. Well, two things. One, I'm really excited for Jay's next class. Yes. And that's, um, we're going to be, um, it's a sketch. Well, you tell him. It's uh, Intro to Writing Sketch Comedy, using the Chicago method of improvisation. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... That I'm doing that, and he's hopefully going to be teaching more classes, and I'll be I'll be proselytizing. Is that the right word? Yes, you're, you're like, preaching it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and then I um, I'm working on. I started writing essays about um, my life and my childhood and my epic failures in dating, and then um, now they're being turned into shorts. So I'm I'm the the series is called Strangely Optimistic. So um, those will be out sometime in the future. Fun. World. And is that going to be, where can they watch those? I think they'll probably be online. Or maybe I'll just show them out of my <laughs> eye. Go to Nina's house. Yeah. <laughs> to have it everyone. Very yeah. personal viewing experience. <laughs> I'm going to project it on a wall somewhere. It can open for me and Jay at the Largo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven week engagement. Because yeah. we're having trouble getting a crowd. <laughs> but I'm just going to show it in like the bathroom. Not, so. we, I got it covered, dude. I got it covered. You say that, but it's not been <laughs> looking out. <laughs> Hey, pal, who raised you? <laughs> the fuck out of here, huh? Yeah, that's how I start. You and your parents? Yeah. I, I should, get into it. I should say this. I think people respect me. Yeah. The seven weeks aren't in a row either. <laughs> so they're spread out through the next three years. So We've only booked two, but we're booked two. assuming we're going to be able to get another five out do of it, this dude. guy. But the yeah. good news is there's always parking. And there's always parking. If people know there's parking, they'll come. Yep. Perfect. Free. That's what we're hoping on. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're banking, banking on, on the parking. Nice. Thing. Well, you guys want to start recording? Yeah. <laughs> Boom.
Attaboy, Landon. Get it.